From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we're glad to welcome in Jane Lee. Thank you. Good day to you. Good day to you. It's great to be here. And the Uh, Lord made it a spectacular weather day outside, isn't it? Yes. Blue sky, white Although I like like those spectacular... I don't like it, uh, obviously, if somebody gets something bad happens to people, their power goes out or worse, um, Mm -hmm. uh, accidents go up, um, deaths go up. But I, I I like the storms. I think storms are... They're exciting. They're they're they're. It's it's to see Mother Nature, mm-hmm. and no, I don't want hurricanes to hit, right, <laughs> to, to hit right. The, the coast or something. But but there's there's something about a storm that just which is, um, you know the the uh, build a fire and cozy up and yes. and listen to the wind and listen to the rain. Um, mm-hmm. there, it, it's nature, which is God, mm-hmm. is. And they're inseparable; mm-hmm. they're absolutely inseparable. Uh, is is just keeps giving, and it's so yeah. fascinating. You know, that's, that's just interesting. all like the different because rain is giving for the future. Oh it's yeah, all the, I mean, you know, you, we we we've come through some pretty substantial drought in the last few years, and then some pretty serious flooding in the last year or two, and and uh, the terrible fires and. And all that, and it it, um, but you know, nature regenerates too, and nature adapts, and uh, you know, and and so we need the rain mm-hmm. to a degree. You just mm-hmm. don't need it all at once. We need about a quarter of an inch every day, you know, <laughs> right, that, right. Uh, which is kind of what happens in Hawaii and the tropics mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, oh, it's three in the afternoon. I guess it's going to rain for an hour, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Right. But um, water seems to make the world go round. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms, you know, water, it's in the Bible, it's in our faith, it's mm-hmm. baptism. It's in our sacraments, yeah, right? You know, right. It's, Holy it's, water, uh, yeah, we bless it, ourselves going to Mass, exactly. and that's water, right? Yeah, so, right. yeah, it's, but then that first day, it's not even the first day of spring necessarily, but that first spring-like day uh-huh. where, you know, I live in an area where, well, the whole valley now is, Almonds everywhere, and the almonds just have this spectacular bloom. Mm-hmm. And there's always, and you, you mean you look at an orchard of and there's rows and rows, and they look like they go on forever. There must be, I don't know, ten thousand trees in, uh-huh. in one orchard, and one of them, you know, there's they bloom late February in this area, mm-hmm. and they're spectacular. They look like popcorn trees. Uh-huh. I mean, it just all you can see is the flowers, and the bees love it. The bees just go crazy. If you walk through an almond orchard, it's in bloom. You're just here buzzing. Wow. And and they're necessary, you know, to pollinate. But every late January, early February, you drive by one of these orchards out in the country, and there'll be one tree saying, Look at me, I did it first. <laughs> you know, and it's and it's in full bloom and every other tree has not a single blossom on it. You know, and it's like, how did that happen? Wow. Yeah, there's always one. So always one outlier. I don't know if it's the lost sheep or if it's the leader, you know, <laughs> or, or if it's God showing up. God, you know, yeah. like you, everything you've just described. Look at all the ways that God shows up in our in our lives: the rain, the sun, yeah. the wind, the blossoms, the bees, the sound. Yeah, all those um, ways that God was showing up, and I could see God having the sense of humor to show to show up as a tree full in bloom. Yeah. we understand so much, but it's almost like when we reflect on that. Uh, there's still things we don't understand. How yeah. is that tree not the one next to it a little bit? Because they're yeah. basically in the same microclimate. So when they're we look the at the same it, soil, the same climate, and right. uh, you know, came came out of the same nursery. Uh, mm-hmm. Virtually all those. I mean, nobody gets nothing gets planted in a field by seed anymore. Not mm-hmm. even tomatoes. It's mm-hmm. well, not nothing. I'm sure there are some crops that do, but tomatoes are little little plants. Mm-hmm. You know that that get planted. Almonds are, you know, and, and walnuts and pistachios, which pistachios, which are taking over California, uh-huh. um, are are trees, little trees, you know, when they, and trees, you know, fruit trees and nut trees, they teach you patience. Mm-hmm. You don't get a crop the first year. No, you know, it's like you plant a tomato, you get a crop in a couple of months, right. or a pumpkin, or mm-hmm. you know, 
but right with the uh, the but then the the nut trees. I mean, look at the the calories to feed the world, if you will, in in nuts. It's it's remarkable. It is. It is, and in one tree, so to speak. One tree, and then yeah. and and everything you're just talking about how n- nature is a lens through which we can see so many pieces of God's presence so many indicators of God's presence in our yeah. life because that tree blossoms a certain time of the year yeah. and the bees show up. They don't show up in the dead of winter and it's in God's all this God has got all of this laid out and it happens without any intervention on our part, the bees and then the blossoms and, yep. and so on and so forth, the same cycle. And everything you're talking about is every crop you've seen is there's always one tree. So observing over time, you're observing God's um, repeatability so to speak. And so with God's heart and hands. Repeatability and reliability, I think. You yes. Know, that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I've right. always been here and I'm always going to be here. Yes. Yeah. And the sun rises and sets and everything else. And when for the God's heart and hands ministry that the Lord guided me to do is that parents are God's heart and hands, but that we have to, if we look, we see God everywhere. And then talking to children at different times when you, when you trying to help them connect to God from the world around them, those almonds, using that as the example, they the tree they were on, God knew that they were going to go to you. God <laughs> knew your almonds were on that tree. Just like every hair on your head. He already right. knows. Right. He already knows. It was a little easier with me, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he started but, with me. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yes, yes. But when we, when we look through the lens of the things around us to see God, then we see, wow, how he takes such good care of us and how we can be an example to each other and to children. And as, you know, the fourth commandment being honor thy father and mother, isn't that interesting? After he talks about what he wants and before he gets to human behavior, parents are in the middle. Well, it, it, it is interesting to me that, I mean, you can, you can say what you will about the, the Ten Commandments, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and the great commandments and, and uh, what Jesus says about mm-hmm. the commandments. You know the the the, the two most great, important, right? right. And, and or you can call them the top ten. You can call them whatever you right. want to, and you can rank them. Oh, okay, I guess one's the most important, and ten's the least important. If Jesus said it, if God gave it to us, I'm not going to rank them. Right. I'm not going to rank them. You know, if because they all talk about different parts of life. I'd, yeah, you know, you know? And it it it's like I forget it was I forget was it it was a. Oh, I, I remember it was I was interviewing Ray Flynn, who was the uh, mayor of Boston, mm-hmm. and and he was talking about the the sort of the conflict in in Christianity, in terms of well, people are real strong about this particular area, and they're not so strong about this, and they're not so. And you you're saying, well, Jesus told us to feed the poor and mm-hmm. and clothe the naked and visit the sick and and very definitely told us about respect all life, et cetera, you know. And he was talking about how some different groups, different factions in Christianity and other religions emphasize one of those. and said, well, that other stuff's not quite so important. He says, which I thought was just perfect, why don't we do all of them? Why don't we do everything that Jesus, instead of saying, well, I'm concentrating on this and I'll let somebody else worry about that other stuff. Why don't we do everything Jesus told us to do? Interesting. Why did he why tell us? Why, why did he? He didn't say, "Just do this," or "Here's ten things to do. Pick two. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like at a restaurant or something. How you know? beautiful for a, yeah. a public servant of a large city to have that point of view. Yeah. And so he obviously carried that in his life to, to do all of it because they don't they do overlap a little bit, but it's not like, hey, if you do this and then you do number such and such, and you over here, if you do another one, it'll all come together. No, we really. But, do but need as, to do as it you all. point out, I, I find it intriguing and uh, makes me very emotional to think of honor your father and mother it's right there mm-hmm. in the, in the big 10 if you will right. and you it's know? actually the first one when he talks yeah. about human behavior and so working with working doing the work god called me to do having been an engineer and a mom and been in education and to understand that parents parenthood is so beleaguered fractured diluted and pressured right now that we as parents, and it doesn't matter in which capacity you're called to have those children, or if they're not even your children. Quite often, I'm other people's sure. mothers, so to speak, 
because I back up their parents because I, I support their parents and what they're doing. But I, when I had my first child, I realized mom to one, mom to all, because I have that maternal instinct and anyone that comes across my path, I have a responsibility by, by God's divine plan to do as he would want and so that's the first thing he says, honor your father and mother, because that's the structure he laid out. So the work of God's Heart and Hands ministry is to help shore parenthood back up, if you will, and also to encourage parents to, to, to lay claim to what they own, so to speak. And when you go, and that's the first thing he says about human behavior before he gets into stealing and coveting and all those things is parents. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and we've talked about this before, but, you know, like, like educate them in the faith, uh, uh, take you know, show them the faith, uh, live it, live the faith, and they will even if they fall away, they will come back. You know, it will, it will stay with them. Mm-hmm. I I know that's I, I know from just looking around and in, in, in our own family and and um, you know, all the brothers and sisters and cousins and kids uh-huh. and grandkids and grandparents and all that, you know. There's there's all range of where they've been in, you know, in the church or not. Maybe they didn't even start in the mm-hmm. church, and and but they all come back. Mm-hmm. You know, they all come back if they have that that base and by, by the grace of is. God. You That's know, how and, influential parenthood yeah. is because we do we their brains are malleable, their brains are like clay, and we are affecting that. And there's there's a lot of noise out there, uh, an awful lot of noise, and and maybe maybe it seems like there's more noise around parent parenting now than there was well, you oh, know, I agree in with my you. childhood or a couple absolutely hundred years is. ago. Right. But um, those words, you know, honor your father and mother, they're still completely 100%. Well, that was just, that's way back then. No, that's, no. that's, it's, it's as relevant today as it ever was. Right. And, and I think, I think that too about the commandments, just they're, they're, they're pure and they, they're, they're not changing. They don't mm-hmm. change with the times, and and they all fit still. They they still all fit. Oh, which which priestess I don't recall that said they're not cast in sand. They were cast in yep. stone. Yeah. That speaks to it. God makes yeah. <clears throat> gives us so many. He from every angle he directs us and gives us. Yeah, there's no, there's not not one of the commandments where you could say what are they what are they talking about? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean that's or in language we, we don't understand. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had to deal with that for. 2000 years, you know, but right. that, that might have been fine back in the time of Christ, but that's not relevant today. Mm-hmm. You, you can look at every single one of them and say, yeah, completely, mm-hmm. completely relevant today. Completely. Right. And, and with, with all the noise out there, I think it's, it's what parents need to know is, I mean, God specifically picked you and those kids mm-hmm. to be in this family. It wasn't random. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole, you know, you, you, you look at it biologically and it seems random, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not random at all. God picked those specific kids with all of their abilities and disabilities mm-hmm. um, and, and their personalities and everything else. He picked it and he picked you as their parents. Mm-hmm. And that is so profound. And... You are the primary educators of your children, and mm-hmm. and that that is still in our society about ninety eight percent of the law too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's right. it's you know, if parents are really going off the cliff, like you know, aren't being good parents, right. you know, aren't feeding their children, aren't keeping them from harm's way, or right. leaving them at night and going off to Las Vegas, you know, Uh or, you know, Uh I mean, the the, the state can and should step in. Right. You know, but we we aren't seeing states check stepping in and saying, well, we don't like the religion that you've picked. And and we're going to take your children from you. I mean, because they do recognize they do recognize that. And so even the state still, at least in our country, recognizes that parents are the and by primary educators of your children means way more than the three R's and, and, and STEM and well, all because these you things. Know, as, we've, and as you said, we've talked about it before. They bring things home. They talk about things. Yeah. And they vet them against us. 
What oh, do abs- we say? What do we? Absolutely. Oh, I can't do, do that. My parents are going to kill me. So on and so forth. And how do how do we react? And it and obviously it it it, it for me it, it primarily seems you're primarily the educators in terms of their relationship with God about teaching them about mm-hmm. God, teaching them about our Catholic faith, teaching right. them about all these things, and and then helping guide them in the world as they go out into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the the thing I've learned. Um, uh, not that I probably didn't know it anyway, they're always your kids. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, they turn 18 or they turn 21 there and is they no magic move, up, move out of the That's house true. and you never hear from them again or you have no uh, influence in their life. It's, right. a, it's, a, it's different. Mm-hmm. It, it is different. I mean, a good book says, you know, at some point you're going to leave your family and start your own family. Right. They don't mean reject your family. But yes. you, you are going to leave your family and go out on your own and, and create your own family. Mm-hmm. And that that's a, that's a good thing, and it's part of the natural way. So but when you talk about the, the noise out there and around families and parenthood, you especially would see it because of your older children and your younger children, how it was different oh, and, yeah. and how involved in headlines and books. I remember my mom saying, this was in the 50s when um, my older brother was born, that there was one book. For parenting now, there's aisles and aisles of books on parenting, and that alone speaks to the, the best book we ever got. Somebody gave it to to us, and it was day by day in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. We hadn't bought it, you know, and it's because I mean, the standard joke is when you are a new parent, it's like, oh man, where was the manual for right, this? Right. You know, I I didn't know what to do. You know, yeah. well, as my as my as, I grew up in a family with five kids and and all pretty close together in age and and pretty close together as well. But I remember my mom or my dad or somebody saying, you know, with the first one, you know, they they throw up and it's oh you're worried yeah, you're, you're calling the doctor everything. and you know right. they've got a fever and you know and all this stuff. And by the fifth one, you just hope they don't throw up on the rug. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you learn, you become educated. Yeah, you, be, but, you become but experienced. There, there is the joke is there is no manual, but somebody gave us a book. It was a big, thick book, and and each page was one like this is day one of pregnancy. Wow, this is what happened, and when you get to nine months, actually two hundred and sixty six days is gestation, which uh-huh. is just under barely under nine months, mm-hmm. uh, and it varies. A little bit, not a lot. You're, you're talking about a baby, human, yes. You know, and and there's no there's no spot along the way where life begins. Mm-hmm. There's there's not you know there's no spot along the way. You know, you talk about viability where that where that child could live without you, without right. some help. Right. Even a newborn can't right. can't make it on its own. It's 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 viable outside the womb. But it's not viable on its own. Yes. But, but to see every day, you're going well. Every day, there's not going to be much change between day one and day two and day three. You're not going to see much change. Right. You go well. Wow. In 266 days, you've gone from something you can't see two cells, right? To yes. a two baby feet, that weighs hands. anywhere from five to ten pounds right. and has, you know, I mean, just you know. Uh, Things are going to vary, but it's going to have, you know, five, ten fingers right. and ten toes and two eyes and two ears. And and it's like it's mind boggling. Wow. And but to see it like today, your baby's heart starts beating mm-hmm. today. Your, your the kidneys start to form or start right. to function or right. it's just it was the most fascinating. And, and you couldn't wait for the next day. So going back to nature, when you're talking about God in nature and what we see as humans, that's what God's doing. I mean, doing that on the human side, but then the scripture says you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the big picture. That speaks to it so how on day such and such, the kidneys started not a month later, not a month earlier. What I marvel at is that the limbs come out in the same place every time. Yeah. You know, it's... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like... And we don't understand. It's... It's yeah. It's it's obviously there there are differences. I mean, we do have people have 
quote unquote birth defects. Right. I don't I don't think right. anything's but for the a most part, defects really the wrong word. It's 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 different. Yes. And in in many cases because it's not normal, mm-hmm. it it makes things more difficult mm-hmm. maybe for but but there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There, we might not understand the reason, but right. but there's there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And I remember with a very our very first baby, my dad called my dad and my mom, you know, and my dad says, "Does he have all his fingers and toes?" That was a classic <laughs> question. Yeah, right. Right. I said, I said I didn't even look. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I, right. I didn't even look. Mm-hmm. I didn't look to see what color his eyes were, or I can't remember if he had hair. Or he didn't right. have hair. Right. You know, I remember with the second one being more nervous. Because I understood how magnificent it was truly to go from two cells to this baby that you're talking about and understanding all the, the glitches that could happen along the way, don't not knowing how else to describe it, and just marveling at the process. You know, and God takes care of it and there's that faith piece. But when we understand and we and babies are the perfect lens to look into the bigger picture of what God is doing and how that baby is born at exactly the right time in the right place, in the right family, not random, and even in how children show up in families through other means, whether it's adoption, foster children, stepchildren, and so on. You're right that we are, God designed those children to be around those adults, and that's the influence that parenthood has, and being so busied, if you will, occupied, and opinions coming at them, and perspective, and directives even coming at them of what they, they need to do. This is a time for parents in order to shore it up. They need to they need to retract, so to speak, into God, coming back to adoration. He's got a plan, he's got the tools for you, and we need to shift back and and also with that put God back in the center of it. Turn to God for the decisions, for the guidance. Look what he's done already. And we've and there's so much coming at parents. And if you if you've got God, so to speak, in your line of sight. All the other pieces just fall away when you say, "Yeah, and, yeah, and you, 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 uh, you, as a parent, uh, I, I think every day your prayer is, uh, give me, give me the words, give me the wisdom, mm-hmm. give me the courage." You know, because it's there's like I say, there's a lot of noise out there, and right. and uh, I, I know, I know with. Uh, I always was fond of the name Ted growing up. I don't know why I didn't uh-huh. have any friends named Ted. I don't know why, but I, I liked the the. But, you know, I was always Bob or Bobby, mm-hmm. but I knew that my proper name was Robert. You know, uh-huh. and that, my brother was was Jim or JJ, but his real name was James Joseph. You know, uh-huh. I, and 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 so I I thought, okay, I want I, I want his name to be Ted. That's what we're going to call him, Ted. Okay. But he, his real name is going to be Theodore, of course. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, he's not just going to be Ted. It, and 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 I remember. My mom saying, "What what's his name?" And I said, "Theodore," and she said, "You named him after me." And I said, "Really?" Oh, I had no idea. Right. And she said, "Well, think about it. What does Theodore mean?" I said, "I have, I have no idea." And she says, "Theo, God, oh, door gift." I said, "Oh, yeah, but that's not your name." And she said, "My name is Dorothy." Door. The oh 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 wow! The female gift of God. Theodore oh. is the male gift of God. I had no idea. Right. None. Zero. Wow. So what you just described, though, knowing that was always going to be his name, that was God. Of that course. was God. And he and many women when they're pregnant, they know if they're having a boy or a girl. They don't need. And I was like that. I knew I was having a boy, and then I knew I was. I whatever test didn't matter. So, but that's God. Placing on your heart the name of that child. And, and God, how many times, countless, hundreds of times, thousands of times, does God show up for our children through us? And these pieces come together, a resource, an idea, a thought. And like you said, not having an owner's manual. How often is our prayer, help, don't know what to do. And then something just pops into our mind and we resolve it and, and help out. And so kind of reattaching parenthood to God and our faith that's what will heal it, strengthen it, and enable it to move forward intact. Because the, the I would say it's it's a unique time in history um, for for the media, 
and what parents are just handling. There's just and it's just the busyness. It's just the ramping up. It's just everything to deal with. Pull back, and there, you can't deal with all that. Come back to God. Come back to the. I love it in adoration in the evenings when you see families come in between dinner and bedtime. That 15 minutes, they'll just pop in for a little bit, and they've got all the kids, and just that to reorient and anchor their day, and. That's important, and especially leading into Lent. Parents, again, what they make of Lent, what it is to them, will then be to their children. Is it anything? Is it, is it the focus of, and what are we going to do? And we all say, what are you going to give up for Lent? But it's how are, how are you going to um, grow spiritually during Lent and how we frame it for children? It can be a kind of a complex uh, concept for younger children. But us as their first educators, how are we going to help them connect to what's going on to prepare for this very holy day? And that's an, and that's also where we parents draw on other parents when you say, you know, grandparents, but even just friends, neighbors. It's, it becomes a community yep. of how to and and scripture really helps. Um, I like um, uh, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Bring everything back to God. So for for Lent, in, instead of thinking of it as what are we going to give up, what gets in the way? What do you turn to instead of the Lord? And what where do you feel the most weakness, so to speak, or the most challenge as you're growing up? What can we do during Lent as we pay attention to it? It draws our attention to it to help you, to, to enable you to connect with the Lord on that mm-hmm. to be strengthened to be healed and so on and it doesn't have to be a big thing because how often do people decide you know uh on ash wednesday what they're going to do and then two weeks maybe a week and a half they've forgotten it or they feel badly they haven't done it or so on and so forth but and and the, the bottom line is is what we resolve to do in, and it's it's great that you have this 40-day period once a year about what forty three hundred sixty five days, about a ninth of the year. Uh huh. But what are you doing the other eight nights? Mm-hmm. And you should be doing that all the time, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it's just it, and and this year Ash Wednesday, it it kind of makes me chuckle. Uh-huh. Is Valentine's Day right? It's like I don't. It may have. It, it has to have happened at some point in history. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I don't recall it happening. Uh huh. You know, and I think that's a great it's a great addition to it. It, it really is. Yeah. It, I mean, I mean, Valentine's Day is theoretical. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of it's a lot bigger deal now, mm-hmm. me, media wise or something. You know, gift wise that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, than it was when I when I was growing up. It was that, you know. The, you buy the, the, little the packet kids, of Valentines, right. and every kid in the class got a Valentine. Right, and, and that was it. And, and, but they were things like, be mine. Yes. I don't think you get away with be mine no. today. No, it, <laughs> but, it is. It's changed very much, and we've kind of made a really big deal out of it. Yeah, and the little candies, yeah. the little heart-shaped yes, candies yes. that had something that stamped it. in them, you know. Right. And I, I presume that stuff still exists. But, but it's become this, I mean, you know, the, the big displays in stores oh, and yes. all the candy and all that but and it's all fine uh, you know it's 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 about it's about love it, it, and it, yes. it, it is about love it is about family and the heart mm-hmm. is such a it's such a one people probably the heart emoji is used more than any emoji ever i would think yeah I, I, you know mm-hmm. it, it is in my life and mm-hmm. it is in stuff i get you know and right. and, and it's you think oh it's so trite to do that you know but you look at it, and it's just so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. so simple, it's so elegant, and it's so beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. it's heartfelt. It, it, it I mean, it's right. you it, just don't do it to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I mean, I know there are heart surgeons out there, and uh, that, and you wonder because it's so clinical, obviously, to them. You know, they're dealing with people in their hearts, and 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 yet, for most of us, the heart is something more than just. A physical organ it's right. it's it's really you feel like you you, you even yes. wonder you know that w- when heart transplants came into being mm-hmm. like is 
that going to change that person? You know, like, mm-hmm. like they're going to be a different person, right? You know, or are they right. going to still have that same empathy, or are they going to take right. on the characteristics of this other person? Wow, that's you a know? lot to think about. Yeah, that's true. But but the heart is is you know in in most of our minds more than more than just an organ right I mean, it's obviously it's meaningful I and mean, we, we know babies can get depressed if they don't have enough love they can actually there's physical things that can manifest them they don't get enough touching and enough love and we know that that's what heals all right and god told us that's the most powerful thing we well, can do and of, of every of, people might not be able to identify it but of Every possession, every whatever quality you could have, whether it's beauty or money or a wonderful voice yes. or whatever it is, a great brain that could solve right. any problem, the, the, the one thing that everybody feels if it's missing in their life is love. Would well, you remember the old um, um, adage, money can't buy you love? Yeah. And we've kind of, with uh, consumerism at an all-time high, we've kind of gotten away from that. But truly, that speaks to the fact that we keep chasing it. And you cannot feel loved by anything you buy. And we think that somehow you can't know that children can grow up very happy in poverty because they were loved. Yeah. And people of wealth, the children really struggle because they don't get the attention, the love. And how many times I've when, I, when students open up and and – Quite often they will, and they're angry at their parents or frustrated or so on and so forth, and they just don't – they think their parents should do X, Y, Z or not do X, Y, Z. And just to remind them, your parents love you. Yeah. And they will do anything for you. Yeah, and you know – And if they it, didn't, they would not be doing this right now. So it, often you hear people say, well, I want to give my kids everything that I didn't I didn't have when right. I was growing up. And, and generally they're talking about material things. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go, well, did you – did you have God in your life when you were growing up? Yeah. Did you have love in your life growing up? Yeah. Well, you had it all. Right. You had it all. Mm-hmm. Give your kids that. Just give them that. Right. And the 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 new baseball glove or the new bicycle or whatever that's all gonna mm-hmm. that's all gonna come out in the wash somehow, you know. Right. And uh, the old if what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> you know. I mean. True. Um. Uh, I remember when my baseball glove got stolen. I remember when my bicycle got stolen. Oh, my. You know, and it's like, oh, man, that was the end of my life. No, it wasn't. You know, it's something to make you smile right now. It's like. Right, right. And you got through it, and your parents helped you through it yeah. and gave you the, to encourage you to, to keep going. And so parents, as we encounter a, a Valentine's Day, which is Ash Day, Ash Wednesday, happens to fall on Valentine's Day. It's not Valentine's Day falling on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> well, we've had Ash Wednesday longer than we've had True. Valentine's there you Day. go. I don't there know. I don't know when Valentine's Day became anything. I haven't done any and research Which is there. based on a saint, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we hear about St. Valentine. I need, right. to, need to check that one out. Mm-hmm. You know. We'll take it. We'll take yeah, it. Got to look him up. Right. But that said... And, and the perspective we have as parents is what we will give to our children. If we ignore it, if it's something very big, if it's anything in between, whatever we think about it, we actually want to make sure we do it because the greatest disservice we can give our kids is be so busy we're not really paying attention. And this is an opportunity. And is it is the opportunity that Ash Wednesday falls on something we celebrate as love? Because the cross was love. Yeah, you know, absolutely. At the end, and, and you think, how did he endure you know, when you start to learn more and get through any piece of it and you just get the concept, how did he endure? And all I can come up with, it was love. He was driven by love to not let anything knock him down. I mean, showing love on the cross to the thief. That's true. That's true. And, and so what, love to the people that are persecuting him. Forgive them, Father, for they know not yes. what they do. I mean, he says, <laughs> he just doesn't say, hey, don't worry about it. Right, I understand. They, they under, I understand why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. He actually says, "Forgive them." He petitioned for them. Wow. Yes. I mean, and verbally so. Yeah. So the people not like know forgive it. them and make them stop. Right. Let them take me down off of here and let me be whole again. Right. No, just forgive them. 
Right. And, and that's another thing that speaks to in, in parenthood. And when we understand that we're God's heart and hands, how difficult this moments, seasons can be being a parent. And it's love that propels us, love that, that fuels us because the thought of giving up or stopping is not reasonable. We might want to do it for a moment because we need a nap. But if you've got a, an extremely difficult situation with a child for whatever, um, what, pick the scenario, it's love that keeps us going. Yep. It's, it's love that propels us. And in the moment, we might want to stop because it, it, it's just so big. But it's love that, that, that's, how would you say it? Love that prevents us from not picking up and going, from not picking up our cross again. Because, you know, as we know, sometimes some kids, some situations, whichever, are, are bigger, than, just seem bigger than anybody else's. And it's love that keeps us going. And so parents, we have to then, seeing ourselves as God's heart and hands, we're in that situation for God. He gave us that child, like what you were saying earlier. That child with this family was picked by God. The, the, the construct of it, the people, the personalities, the challenges were picked by God. So he knows what we're going through. So we kind of just need to go back to him, which is an oversimplification, but it's really true. Go back to him. These are your kids. Show me what to do. Strengthen me. Guide me. And I think parents, I, I, they're kind of like whipping back and forth. There's so much coming at them on every, in every avenue. You can't straighten that out and won't have the strength or the perspective until we sit with God. And, and he's just waiting for us, I think. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that's, uh, there was that famous movie, A Man for All Seasons. Well, mm-hmm. we have a God for all seasons. Right. You know, and uh, because people really can say, well, that religion stuff, that, that might have worked way back when, when things were simpler and we had covered right. wagons and, you know, donkeys and, you know. Uh, no. God, God is as much a part of this world as... He was at the time of Christ, as he was. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, you, this is you, you throw artificial intelligence at God. It, it's, 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 it's <laughs> that would like, be us, artificial intelligence. Yeah, what he gonna, says in the Bible, yeah, our wisdom is just not cutting. It's, it's going to bounce off of him, right? I always, right. I always, uh, you know, it's an aside, but it's you know the whole. I mean, because people are so many people. I, I hear artificial intelligence, and I and I. I'm repelled, you know. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I, I, I instinctively go, no, no, that sounds that sounds bad. But so many people are really pushing it mm-hmm. as a as things that I that I remember talking to somebody who was in real estate saying, oh, it's so helpful to me in in writing a, describing a house for sale uh-huh. or you know it gives me a kind of a boilerplate of okay. of just kind of fill in the blanks, change the square footage, and Got but it. but kind of the flowery language, you know, exquisite kitchen and right. you know, um, master bath, and and, oh. and they need to go one step further, as I call it, the next ripple out, if you will, the ripple effect is. It did the same thing for a thousand other realtors. But you know, I mean, you know, I, with I, the same I, description. And and then they worry about you know kids at school and plagiarism and all that. And and I think back to like when I was in the fifth grade or something and had to write a one-page term paper on the Revolutionary War or something. Uh-huh. And we would go to the Encyclopedia Britannica right. and look up, you know, the Revolutionary War. And those who were clever enough would kind of change the words a little bit. Right. And But I I wasn't around during the Revolutionary War. So you have I mean, to use what they so say. I'm, I'm sort of plagiarizing in a way because okay everything i know about the revolutionary war was what i read in that book. that's true i read that book that's true, right? and i haven't been able to interview anybody who was in the revolutionary <laughs> right. war either good point you know uh-huh and and so you know that's it's tough on kids in in school i think when they have to write term papers and you say it has to be quote unquote original and it's a topic they know nothing about, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That's a good point. That's a good point. And so taking that and dovetailing to to um, Ash Wednesday and God and and going and, and doing something you know not what to do, right? Because we as parents, we've never encountered this. Just the take one piece of parenthood. My mother and father didn't have to deal with what I had to face, and my kids are grown now, but. 
the parent, the young parents now have to face things that I never, that you and I didn't, that just didn't exist, like artificial intelligence, so to speak. That's just on iPhones and all the things that they bring in. We didn't have to deal with it. And, and to tell them that the phone used to be attached to the wall, <laughs> they can't even concept. I love those, the, the, when they do that with attached kids. Attached to put the a wall, phone. That, was, that was modern. Yes. That was. Yes. That was. But to put a phone in the middle of a bunch of kids and watch them try to figure out what it is and yeah. what it does and that whole thing. So generation, there's been huge changes from one generation of parenthood to the next. But what has stayed constant? Honor thy father and mother. God has a plan, and he's given us everything in our faith and the Bible and the richness and everything you can look at from all different angles. And one of the ones I really like is Ephesians um, chapter 4, verse 22, that you should put away the old self of your former way of life, and then it goes on into verse 24, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. So as we go into to Ash Wednesday, putting away the old self of your former way what is something that part of us that gets in the way of God, gets, excuse me, gets in the way of our relationship with God? What trips us up? What, what um, entangles us makes it, how quickly do we turn to the Lord in prayer? And do we let it get bigger? Do we, do we ruminate? Do we get angry? Do we let the emotions run with us? And two days later, when then we go, oh, yeah, I guess I should pray about it. Or do we pray sooner? Do we go to adoration? Do we just call on the Lord in the moment? And then to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Our minds are so, there's just so many pieces to them now, so many things to think about and so on and so forth. And just like you're talking about with our kids in school and wondering about plagiarism. And that's one of how many things that we now have to think about. Not only the parents, but also the teachers. Mm -hmm. And we want the, the kids to be educated, but you're right, they weren't <laughs> in that war they yeah. don't know anybody and they probably don't have any living relatives yeah. how do we educate them so on and so forth but with ash wednesday being here it's an opportunity to kind of step off the merry-go-round wait god was there in the beginning he's still there what am i doing how am i creating things or not and just letting things spin around me what works for me and when you were talking earlier about um the rain and the and the orchards and the trees i've always found thought of the windshield as being a window to god mm -hmm. i spend so much time in the car back and forth um, to students houses for tutoring and so on is what am i seeing now that god's doing what am i and and i will sit at a, at a traffic light and i'm like okay lord bless every person that passes in front of me and so then i'm just paying attention oh my gosh it's hundreds of cars and yeah. two minutes per side because usually within two minutes from the red light to the green light it's about two minutes or a little less actually Hundreds of cars pass in front of you, just that moment alone, and then praying for them, Lord, that they think of you, right? So just that moment, the choice we make can shift our minds to be renewed in the spirit of our minds to remind us that God is connected. He sees us sitting in the car in that intersection, and he knows everything that's going on, especially now with the weather. And the, after the rain, the sky is so blue. Mm. It's so mm. clean and pure and beautiful. And and when I see kids with cell phones, um, little go, little ones, and they're watching the or, um, in the car, even in the grocery store, of all the things and everything else, and being a tutor and seeing the impact on their brains and logical ability and and their attention capacity and so on and so forth, they're missing where God might be showing up, the bee, the flower, how many you know. You might have a, a budding botanist there, and the flowers they see on their phone are always drawn and by someone And they're going to say, else. oh, no, I've got a bee app here somewhere. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They'll describe the sound of a bee. No, it's it's true, and mm -hmm. I, uh, I see it in, uh, with kids out, uh, I mean, parents out walking an infant and pushing the stroller with one hand and... and <laughs> texting with the other you know and it and i totally and, get it in a way and i, I, I get bit, it the, the, the it's 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 a big it's a big distraction mm -hmm. you know it's like what why do i why do i need to check my emails right now or my right. text messages i mean what what's I can really sympathize what's really going on in my life that i need to do right. that and it's mostly bored it's it's, it's, it's bored ah, i'm it's just bored. old parenthood is 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 isolating you know to be at home with the, the children for the moment for the day whichever and so I kind I get where they're coming from. You need that little bit of human connection on the outside, but it, I, I want to offer that when you're pushing that stroller, the baby babbles, the toddler babbles, or their hand points, and they see something, 
And if you're looking somewhere else, you don't. You're looking at your hand, basically. You're not even catching it, and well, that's where so much communication comes in. You know, I mean, you're 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 walking with with uh, you're, you're and I always did that with my kids to love to go for the walks, uh-huh. you know, and and you're just and you're not going any place in particular, right. and just you're just outside. you're just getting outside and just and you're t- maybe you're talking to your three year old about this redwood tree. Uh huh. The the one month old who can't talk. Right. Very, you know, and and you think is is completely irrelevant to this conversation, is hearing every word, mm-hmm. because one day they're going to be able to say redwood tree, mm-hmm. and they didn't just come upon it at age three; they came upon it at age at one month. Wow! And and it gradually, every time you pass that tree, dad or mom said redwood tree, pretty soon there's a connection. You know, but you it's make gradual. a really good point because we know that they call, like we call it, the second child syndrome, and how quickly second children will walk and talk mm-hmm. because they have that. I didn't even consider that. It's basically going on around them. So you're right. They're, I, I mean, I get it completely how they're mapping it. But you know, the stuff I, I've never figured out, and and it's not from our faith, but it's like you, they talk. There's middle kid syndrome mm-hmm. stuff, right. and you go, okay, well, well, wait a minute. So the oldest kid is always the oldest kid, right? And then the baby of the family is the second kid. Maybe. But, okay, so right now I'm the second kid. Right now I'm the baby of the family. And uh-huh. there's all this psychological stuff that's supposed to be going on with me because yeah. I'm the baby. Right. Well, then guess what? They had another kid. <laughs> now I'm the middle kid. And it's a whole different set of psychological right. stuff. How, how did I go from being the baby to being the middle kid? And right. then they have another kid. And there's no middle kid because there's four. Right. And they have another kid, and now I lost my middle kid title to I, yeah. to Glenda. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're building too much psychology. Yeah, the I, only one yeah. that's set in stone is oldest child. Mm, good point. And when, it, when all the baby right. ba- babying is, going, is, is done, right. the youngest one. Yes. But all those other ones are, are moving parts. That's true. That's a really you know. good point. Because really you hear point. that all the time. People say, oh, I was a middle child and middle child or blah, 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 blah. Right. Know. Well, right. I, I, was, I was never a middle child. I was fourth. So the first four were boom, 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 like right. nine months and one day apart, kind right. of, you know. And they call that Irish quadruplets. <laughs> Okay. And then little sister Pat came along four years after I did. So I had four years of being the baby. Wow. Four years of that. Was that traumatic? So that no, insane? that's supposed to be to the, go from that's the, supposed to be the you know the No, I mean to suddenly not be the oh, baby. Well, ex- except you're four now, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and so you're you're off probably in your own world. But it was yeah. like it was like if being the baby, I, I presumably all the stuff of being the baby gets pretty entrenched for four years, mm-hmm. and then here comes somebody else, and you're not the you're not the baby anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, 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 but probably because I was a boy and she's a girl, uh-huh. had much less effect. Um, I, I think I think it's 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 harder sometimes. Like my brother and I were a year apart. Mm-hmm. Shared the same bedroom for 18 years, mm-hmm. and were radically different in terms of our skills, abilities, mm-hmm. likes. That we we hardly ever did any activity outside the home together, mm-hmm. just because his his he was Mister Outdoors, and I was Mister Sports. I mean, organized sports, you know, that that's what appealed to me. And that's what appealed to him. He wanted to go hiking or hunting or fishing or, you know, and I had absolutely no interest in any of that. You know, I wanted to go play baseball or basketball or football or, you know, Mm -hmm. and so we weren't going playing tennis together or going fishing together, together, you know, and same thing in school in terms of our interests and our, our likes and all that. And I think 
that's when it's hard is, is when it's the same gender and you're close in age, mm-hmm. you know, because people tend to look at uh, um, grades in school or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so certain things. Uh, you, you hit a home run in Little League, maybe. Mm-hmm. You don't hit a home run when you go fishing. True. You, okay. Well, I mean, you do sort of. You come home with a 50-pound right. salmon or I something. Mo- I have to tell you, I marvel at God's design. In just that one situation you described, two siblings, and that's how... Same parents. Right. Same upbringing. Right. You know, same right. everything. And you can see God's design and the uniqueness of your interests. Yeah. And the variety, the similarity being in the variety of your interests and the strength of your interests, but so different. And so when we, when we every and parenthood is just a, a beautiful picture of everywhere you look, pretty much from any angle, you can find God's fingerprint in it. Of, of the diversity of the children, the personality, and who they are and their interests and so on. And then God helps the parents to raise those children and provide everything they need. And how much more successful and strong is the family, and I'm sure you've seen it too, when the families have God in them versus when they don't. You oh, know, the yeah. presence of God for the parents. It makes a big difference. It doesn't mean it's going to be a smoother ride, but I would, and sometimes the outcome is not as clearly defined, but it's going to be a different ride. Um, meaning that um, the, it's, God is in the family or God is not. And so as parents now, as we move into Ash Wednesday, participate, recognize that this is a landmark day of beginning of a season. And the end of um, Ephesians 4, 24, it says, And put on the new self, created in God's way and righteousness and holiness of truth. Find a scripture that matters at all. Put it on a card. Put it on your refrigerator, in the bathroom mirror, and so on. What your focus is going to be, or just the word Jesus or God or a prayer. Or a, I have a big piece of art paper on one of the cabinets, and when we run across scripture or something, um, even a bumper sticker scripture that's yeah. quoted, and we put it up there. And one of the ones I love is, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. Or a piece of a prayer to offer ourselves to God. And parent parenthood, I think, is... Um, Possibly the highest spiritual path it is to God, because nothing brings you to God like being a parent. Um, from just marveling at how two cells became a person, and 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 in utero became that person, because what we define as viability, that baby could be born a month ahead mm-hmm. of when they predicted and still be viable, so to speak, or two months. And and we've bumped it up very. Was it 26, 24 weeks now? They say they can. say yeah. I mean the you see science is is moved mm-hmm. in the direction of life. You know, they've, they've created, n- you know, new gadgets and right. new drugs new technology, and new yes. everything. Uh, our son, who just celebrated his birthday, was in the neonatal ICU, real touch and go. Uh, Lady Guadalupe saved him. Oh, um, but, and I've told that story a few times, and we don't have time today, but I will tell it again. And because it's such a miraculous story. But, you know, we saw kids in that neonatal. He was relatively full term, Mm -hmm. but just developed breathing problems uh, right after birth. We just came out of nowhere, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and, but you can see the, the difference between now and like when I was a baby is dramatic in terms of how, the things they can do yes. to get that child through the the, the real mm-hmm. critical stages. Uh, some of them are a little more than a pound. I mean, they're right. really, really and tiny. And we can we can save that life. And then yeah. that try that, and you know, parents of, of very tiny preemies like that will talk about their personality, mm-hmm. and and then you can see they have likes and dislikes moving on. So go, wrapping it around, coming back to the fourth commandment to honor thy thy mother and father, it's a direction for the family, and I also think it's a direction for mankind to honor what God has created, that he created mothers and fathers for the, con- the, the sustenance, continuance, and the success of humanity. Well, it, it, no, no child has been born in the history of the world except with a mother and a father. Yes. There are a lot of different yes. things that have happened in the world, right. a lot of different ways to get from point A to point B, but nothing has happened in human history. No baby has been born without a mother and a father. Right. Period. 
You can say, well, yeah, well, what about artificial insemination? Still a mother and a father. That's right. You know, right. whether whether anybody wants to admit that it's that's just that's just truth, and and it's a fact that will never change. Right. It, it, it will never change. And it doesn't matter how soon they came out, how soon they were born, the medical intervention that was needed. They needed a mother and a father. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's very true. And it speaks to what God is trying to do. So if parents and everything they're handling in, in the world right now come back to God, and whether it's going to adoration or sitting in your home or sitting together and saying a family prayer and everything, and then even just to do that, realize that child, God's created that child and, and and whatever it is that goes on in your head that brings you back to the marvel of god and that to take ash wednesday as an opportunity you're crossing a threshold whether we do it willingly distractedly or energetically okay this next 40 days this is an important time let's let's do what we can but something that integrates that's seamless so to speak that works in our lifestyle right. so that we can do it and keep drawing us back and whether it's Family dinner, doesn't matter what time it is, or split family dinners or whatever, but it's talking to your kids. How did God show up in your life today? And this food, this meat, these vegetables, whichever, God knew it was coming to us. And to say a, a prayer at the end of it, thank you for this food. Something we do, we pray before the meal, but also I've just discovered this praying after the meal. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sustaining our bodies and, and for everything you provided. You knew that grain of rice was going to be on my plate. Wow. Does that not just give our human limited minds thought of the constancy of God? Yeah, just indeed. that one piece. So, Jane, Jane Lee, God's Heart and Hands Ministry, always a joy. Thanks Thank so you. much. Good to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless. We'll talk to you again very soon. Him now, how great, how awesome is He?